Hello, everybody. If you're thinking about moving to Fredericksburg, Virginia, or that area, or just want to know what it's like to live there or visit there for vacation, this is the episode for you. We've got Ginger Walker of the Give Back team right there, a realtor in Fredericksburg. Fredericksburg. I kept, I told Ginger, I feel like I'm spelling it wrong every time I type it, but it's also hard to say. Fredericksburg, Virginia, and the surrounding areas, and she's going to go over the other areas that she uh, covers. But before that, this is Want to Move There, the show giving Central Pennsylvanians the info that they, you need to uh, decide whether you want to move outside of the area or maybe vacation there or get a second home there. Ginger wants you to come to Fredericksburg. We can visit there pretty easily from here, so it's a good place to, uh, to look and visit and all that. Uh, I am your host, Derek Bixler, realtor of 15 years right here in Central PA. I grew up on the hill in Harrisburg, went to Mechanicsburg High School, go Wildcats, and went up to Penn College of Technology in Williamsport. Uh, been back here ever since, had a few sales jobs before I started selling real estate 15 glorious years ago. Contact me to buy or sell a home, please. We still need inventory. Pretty crazy, and Ginger's going to tell us what it's like uh, where she is, but we still need inventory pretty badly, but it's uh, slightly it's not quite as bad for buyers. So my buyers have started coming kind of back out and I'm reaching out and saying, hey, it's not as crazy as it was. So uh, call me, text me, email me, throw a rock through my window, send a carrier pigeon, whatever you need to do. We need inventory, like I said. And whether you're watching live or on the replay, please ask a question in the comments. Or if you know Ginger or myself, please say something. And if we don't see it during the episode, we will come back and address it because there's a lot going on here. Um, so sometimes I don't see the comments and don't bring it to the attention. And a reminder that all the replays are on whoa I switched it there all the reminders are on replay all the replays are on YouTube Instagram LinkedIn Facebook uh, and on iTunes and Spotify and audio audio players now and ginger I uh, I had a show I've had multiple shows before this but my last show uh, we got 100 200 episodes into it and I never put it on podcast players because we got so far into it and it was just too much and I never started but this one is on there the first three episodes are already on there this one will be on there so everybody can catch it in their earbuds if they want to or wherever they want to consume their content and now without further ado i'm going to bring in ginger and i want you to say hi but then i'm going to start something new this time i never really read the bio for people but i'm going to do it for you and i'm going to start doing it so first i just want you to say hi to everybody so i can stop talking for a second and then i'll do that hey everyone it's ginger walker from northern virginia nice to see you all Hey, Derek. What's going <laughs> Hello. Hello. So now we're going to do this. I've never done this before, but I, I've kind of wanted to and I keep forgetting to do it. So and I got to move my mic a little bit so I can see it. So Ginger, uh, she grew up in New Jersey. She went to Notre Dame High School, which I want to hear about. I've never heard a high school called Notre Dame. We know about the college uh, in New Jersey. She went to Westchester University, which a lot of us know about. I used to uh, go there to party a lot when we were up in Pentech. We would drive there because it was a better place to party. Uh, I think the girl to guy ratio was really really good uh pentec it was the opposite it was like one to seven and there it was like seven to one or something so uh westchester university uh for political science her favorite color is pink in all exclamation uh in all caps with two exclamation points she loves to eat pizza drink wine and eat uh ceviche uh she does have pets which we'll find out about she does have kids two of them which we talked about a little bit before the show uh taylor 18 who we talked about and is off somewhere else which we'll let ginger tell us and uh cole who is 15 and she is married to dave or d as she likes to call him she loves traveling hiking with their puppy uh working out at the gym being outside and tasting that wine ginger thanks for being with us i'm so excited to be here thank you for having me 
Yeah, I'm excited to have you. And um, I think a lot of people here have been to your area or near your area because uh, we all kind of visit that area. But um, maybe start by telling us maybe something about yourself personally that I didn't cover there. Um, anything you want to talk about or, or where your daughter is right now, what she's doing? <laughs> Well, first, let me tell you, the Fighting Irish, that is the high school I went to. It was in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. So I grew up, that's where I grew up, uh, small, private. And it's Catholic the Fighting school. Irish also. Yeah. So it's affiliate. It's actually affiliated. They didn't just name it that. No, well, I don't know if it's necessarily affiliated to the college, but um, yeah, I don't even know how they got the name. But yeah, it was Notre Dame High School in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, and we were the Fighting Irish. So the same logo and everything. So yeah, huh. I mean, Catholic? I thought I would have I am. Yeah. I went okay. to so St. Paul's in Princeton, New Jersey. So yes, I am like the Billy Joel song. Like, you know, my, my legal name is actually Virginia. That's, I don't normally share that with everybody, but, um, like the Billy Joel song, the Catholic girls start much too late. Like, come on, Virginia. That'd be me. I was like the good girl, like all the way. Now we're talking. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, nice. no, but my, my daughter is, she's over in France right now for her first semester with Syracuse. So um, we were joking before this, but uh, I am paying for her to go on wine tastings as an 18-year-old because it's legal over there. And one of their first things that they did as a group to get to know each other was went on a hike and a wine tasting. Like, a wine tasting. I want to go. But no, I'm still sitting here in Virginia just paying the bill for her to do that. So <laughs> <laughs> Antonio might be over there with her. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's true. I, she, I could send her over to Portugal. She, she could go meet up for, he always has some great wine and like pictures of all of his food and stuff. So, but yeah, my daughter's not really giving me much photos. There's no videos. There's no nothing. I just get the random text. Hey mom, having a great time. Taylor, how's school? Oh, that's really good too. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if that's first semester, you said too, I feel like that's something that back in my day, that was something you didn't get to do till like junior year or something. No. Yeah. It's uh, a special program she got accepted to. And so um, it's for international relations students. She wants to go work for the state department at some point. So um, it was a special program that they offered and she was accepted to that one. So there was, uh, only, I think only 30 kids that went over there. So it's a small, small group. So, and it's for the first semester, but I have a feeling that her career as a collegiate student, she'll probably go somewhere else again before she graduates, would be my guess. We lived overseas for two years. Um, we lived in Rome. So I think my kids both got that international bug and they want to travel, which is awesome. So that's one thing that we love doing as a family is traveling. So um, I think that's part of the reason what made her adventurous enough to go and do that and take the opportunity, which I think is actually super amazing. Yeah, it is. It's, it's brave because it is it seems like, whoa, exciting, lucky you, but it is kind of a big thing. And I, when I was that age, I, I'm an intro, I'm still an introvert and doing that would have felt cool. And I probably would have done it cause I'm also a risk taker, taker, but yeah, that's, that's a crazy thing to do at 18. Um, yeah. did you say she just, gra she just turned 18 when she graduated too. She literally turned 18 on her graduation day from high school. <laughs> so it was a double celebration. And then about seven weeks later, she flew on out and flew overseas and I won't see her until December, which is kind of sad. I'm kind of bummed. We'll miss her for all the holidays, but well, not for Christmas, but yeah, we'll miss her for Thanksgiving. So, but she's having an amazing time. She's learning, she's doing great. And my son, 
who is 15, almost 16, is driving, which is very scary. So anyone on the roads of Fredericksburg or Stafford, beware, because Cole's on the road with a permit. Um, but he's looking to do the same thing in the future, too. So I have two adventurous spirits and kids, and my husband and I are super adventurous, too. We love exploring. That's part of why we, you know, we love where we live, too, because we're always finding a new place to go for a hike with the dog or um, going in the Shenandoah, you know, going... We have a waterfront property going water skiing and, you know, that kind of stuff. We just, where we live, we can hit the water or we can hit the mountains. So it's kind of cool. We have a little bit of, of everything, not really skiing in our area. We have to go a little north and west for that, but, um, but more like in your area. Cause you probably have some good skiing where you are. No, you uh, not really we're very similar to you. We can, we can get to water fairly quickly. You can probably get there a little quicker, but we've got kind of mountains and, and choice of all the stuff. And we do have a little ski mountain 20 minutes from most of central PA, but it's little. So we kind of would have to drive a little bit too, but we're, we're pretty similar in that respect. Um, so to go back for a second in high school, I, you said, I think I said political science you went to college for, right? In high school, yep. did you like that stuff? Were you on the debate team or what What did you do in high school that made you want to do that? I actually was on the debate team. I was on the debate team. I was on the swim team because I'm a swimmer. Uh, my kids are swimmers. No, I, um, I always wanted to be a lawyer. Like that was kind of the thing. I thought I was going to be like the next Perry Mason. And I probably just totally dated myself <laughs> by saying that. Or, or, or Angela Lansbury is another one I throw out there. You probably, Derek, you probably don't know who that is either, do you? Murder, she wrote. Oh, okay. Woo! Okay, good. <laughs> it's my mom. I won't say what I was. It's my mom's favorite show back in the oh, day. Oh, oh She's much older than you. Not much. She I might watch this. We gotta stop. I gotta. We don't talk about <laughs> ages, right? This is live. We have to be careful. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, I watched it on the reruns. How's that? It was the reruns. It truly was. No, but that was something I always loved. I mean, I was so interested in like debating and like learning about why laws are the way that they are. And I, that was just something that always interested me. That and ironically French. Um, so in college, I decided to do political science. I thought I was gonna go to law school. That was the plan. Um, I almost minored in French. I was one class short for a true minor in French. Uh, but then afterwards, I was planning on going to Seton Hall Law School. I graduated college, moved back to my parents' house in New Jersey, worked for a judge, retired from the bench uh, that was an adjunct professor at Seton Hall, and fell into sales. Like, it just was one of those things. I ended up in pharmaceutical sales and worked in Manhattan for a long time and um, and then ended up in, the, in, in this area of Northern Virginia because my husband's job. So he's government. We ended up at Quantico. He ended up here at Quantico. Um, and the rest is history. So I didn't I didn't become a lawyer. I actually married a lawyer. And ironically, he doesn't use his law degree either. He practiced for about 10 minutes down in Florida. He went to the University of Miami, practiced, and then joined uh, the government uh, and started working for them. So yeah, I mean, you know, it's just kind of funny how things fall into place, like how we end up where we are and why we're here and that sort of thing. But not a lawyer, married one, doesn't practice. And I get to deal with contracts being a real estate agent. So being a realtor, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of a hybrid of sort of where my direction was, I think. And I get to help people, which is what I love. 
Yeah, it's a hybrid, all right. It's, it's probably <laughs> the most hybrid job anybody could possibly get unless you start leveraging out things, which we all need to do, but probably don't do yeah. enough of, especially us solo agents or whatever we would call ourselves. So you said you fell into sales uh, with a pharmaceuticals job. Uh, yep. I know a lot of people that have fallen into that job. Were you recruited? Were you looking for a sales job or what? Tell me how that kind of happened. No, I, I was working for the law firm and I had a part-time job at the mall because that was what you did. And a friend of mine who was working there um, worked for a medical sales company. And he was like, you'd be really good at this because I love dealing with people. Like I liked, I actually liked my part-time job more than I liked the, the law firm job. So um, not that that wasn't, it wasn't fun, you know? So um, he said, you should try it. And I interviewed for a job. I ended up getting it. I was in pharmaceutical sales for Oh my gosh, a long time. Um, I started off as a regular drug rep, you know, just hitting the, the streets and I started in New Jersey. I ended up hospital sales in New York City. I ran a team, you know, a division and I kind of worked my way up. I, um, I broke a glass ceiling within the, the company that I was at and um, I wore a lot of different hats. So I was in training. I launched a drug to market and marketing. So they kind of brought me up in the company, which was a really unique thing. And then I ended up running an entire region. So I ran the Northeast region and um, a lot of people know the drug Ambien. That was one of our drugs. Um, but I launched a drug to market. So we had- Which I learned is a, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I just heard a fact like yesterday, like two days, very recently that it's, it, it's not, it doesn't help you sleep. It helps you forget that you didn't sleep. So yeah. yeah. I, it, the way it works on your brain, I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a medical doctor, and I don't play. It's an amnesia on. drug, is what it is. Yeah. I, I basically, yeah. yeah. Just kind of, yeah. That's why they say don't like be walking around because you might eat your entire refrigerator or drive to Central Pennsylvania from Fredericksburg, Virginia, um, and not remember it. So, but that was one of them. But I, I it was just a, it was a really cool thing, and I got to scrub into open heart surgeries and watch all that sort of stuff and. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was just a neat thing. And then we moved to Virginia and because I ran an entire region, my corporate office was in New York city. My big office was actually in Paris and I was pregnant with our first kid. And it was one of those things that I decided to be a mom, uh, at that point and not travel. So, cause it was a lot of travel. And so I ended up giving up a, an amazing job. Um, and, and then I fell into real estate. <laughs> I mean, quite honestly, I, it wasn't something I planned. Um, it was, we built our house and we had a crazy experience. And I was like, I don't want anybody to have that experience again. And someone's like, you should sell houses. And I looked into it and I absolutely love it. So I've been doing this since 2008 and I love what I do. So it's a lot of fun. It's amazing nice. how you- You, na you, you nailed that why story down from the YouTube challenge pretty well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, you gotta be concise. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was gonna be one of my questions. So you were selling, you were you were doing pharmaceutical sales, you built a house and you you saw the process and thought you could do it, maybe do it better. So you you started doing it. Did you leave full time? You just left and started doing real estate? Was there a period where you were just uh doing nothing or how did the transition work? Yeah, there was a there was a period of time because um, so moving to Virginia, my family's all in New Jersey. My husband's is all in Connecticut and a little bit. We have a little family in New York. Um, so I knew no one here. And when we moved here and we built this house, um, we found out that we were expecting our first, which was super exciting as we were moving into the house. So, you know, it was one of those things where unfortunately I got put on bed rest 
and I didn't have an opportunity to get to meet my neighbors really or get to know my community. Um, so there was a period of time that I was here by myself. Um, my husband deployed overseas several times for um, some shorter deployments, some longer deployments. And the, t the team that he's associated with, um, you know, they, the, those spouses and stuff I got to know. But so for a period of time, I, I wasn't doing really anything. I was still technically um, with my pharmaceutical company, but I had to, I realized I had to let that go because um, I couldn't serve my clients or my team. And I had several hundred people, you know, on my, on my team for pharmaceuticals. So uh, there was a period of time I didn't, I couldn't do anything. So I sat and I kind of just watched a lot of television. I know, read a lot of books, um, spent a lot of time on the computer. And then I was like, you know what, um, as we built this house, I thought back and I was like, you know, there was a lot of things that I wish I had known. And the agent that helped us was brand new and, and didn't know. And so the mortgage person had said, come work for me. I, you know, you, you're, you'd be amazing. And I'm like, ah, I'm not really a numbers person. I'm a people person. And so I kind of wiggled my way <clears throat> into the avenue of, Hey, I think that this would be a really neat thing that I can do. And I like my community. I love where I live. And I did at that point get to know where I was. Um, and so I took the opportunity to take the class and talk with other people that were selling real estate. And it was just awesome. I mean, it was, it was one of those things that was a blessing in disguise. It was unexpected, but it was the perfect fit. And so that's why I do it because I absolutely love it. So kind of the rest is history. Yeah, I think it's equally as amazing as uh, pharmaceutical sales. I'd think better because you don't have to try pharmaceutical. You travel like crazy, like you say, which is great yeah. if you like to, but it's not so right. A lot. It was a lot for. Yeah, I mean, and for what I was doing and running a whole region, I mean, I had to be, you know, meeting with a lot of different people and and going to New York and Paris. It was just it was it was a lot. So um, my family comes first and having that little baby, you know, in my arms, that was the most important thing to be a, a mom first for me. And that was the decision that we made as a family. So that's why we kind of took a I took a pause. And then, um, you know, we had a our second kid too. Um, and that was, that. this was like the opportunity where I realized, okay, I could do this. I actually teamed up with another mom that was in a similar situation. So we worked together, which was kind of cool because her husband was military. He flew F-18 um, uh, planes. And so he would deploy or travel, mine would deploy or travel. So with having the kids, we were our own little tribe. Like if she could do it and go meet a client, great. If I could do it, great. Our kids would be together, so it kind of it really worked, and it was a great way for us to both start in the uh, in the industry. Yeah, that's awesome. And you've been there. So what you what year? You said two thousand four. What'd you say? Two thousand. I started literally, Derek, as the market went like this. So I was like, if I could learn to sell real estate as it was going like this, I'd be cool. I'd be good. And so yeah. it was a great time to learn. You know, uh, it was a crazy market then, and. Um, you know, we saw a lot of foreclosures and things like that, but short sales. And it gave me the opportunity to learn a side of the business that I might not have in a different market. So, you know, now I'm poised for multiple different types of markets. And, you know, in a great market, it's, it's I don't want to say easier, it's different. But in a harder market, you know, now I'm, I'm absolutely prepared. So, which, which was a great place for me to learn. It was, I didn't make a lot of money. My husband called it the unjob for about a year, but I learned a lot. So a year's not bad. Most, even in a regular good market, a lot of people, you're not making any money for six months, a year, that's, you know, that's probably average. So you're doing all right. 
Um, All right, so let's talk about where you are. Um, And I'm going to bring in the map here. So I'm just going to tell and act like everybody doesn't know nothing about (laughs) about geography, which might not be far from the truth. Um, So we got the United States map here, and you can see I got my pin here. You can disregard all my hearts along the Appalachian Trail and whatnot here. Uh, And then, so you can see, first of all, where Virginia is and where relation. You can see our little dot blink in there is where I'm sitting. So you're pretty much right south if you drove down what would you what highway would probably be using 81 to get down there maybe um but then so they're pretty much right below washington and we'll bring it into there and now i'll end sharing screen now that everybody knows where it is including me i I did know where it was somewhat but not exactly precisely so i always learn i'm learning things about each of these places myself too which is nice um so first let's start about telling us about the climate we know you're close to us so probably similar but what's does it rain there when it rains here is it overcast like it is here what's it like generally Probably. I will say it's pretty humid. That's the one thing like right now when it's well, actually today, it's beautiful. It's cool out. It's probably like 75 degrees. Um, The winters are pretty mild. We don't get a ton of snow. We haven't probably in the last seven years. I mean, we, we got hit with some crazy storms where it was like seven feet of snow, but we don't get a lot of snow in the wintertime here. Um, We're very close to the water. So um, we sometimes get some of the, you know, the, the hurricanes that come through, but not really. I mean, we don't really get hit with that. Occasionally a tornado will come through, um, but not like not crazy weather that way. So we're very fortunate based on where we're located. Uh, the summers are hot. You know, we get we get into the hundreds sometimes and it's it is a little on the humid side. So, um, you know, the the humidity kind of makes our hair go a little crazy, which is never fun. So but usually, you know, the spring it's hat and- season. It's, it definitely is hat season. I mean, the other day it was hat season because it was pouring or here. Or bun my- season or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it's it's usually um, in the winters, it's usually pretty mild. I mean, we get into the 30s too, but we don't see a lot of crazy snow. Um, and then we do have the rain in the, you know, in the spring, probably a lot like you, Derek. Um, do you, I don't know how much snow you guys get, but we usually don't get a lot. Yeah, we about the get- same. And it, it seems less and less every year do you guys yeah. close for school a lot two hour delays that kind of stuff yeah. so they will um i joke because i am from new jersey my husband's from connecticut so we're more accustomed to driving in snow and having like a lot of plows and i kind of joke that there's like one plow in stafford county it's not true <laughs> it's not true but no they are very cautious here um because we do have a lot of windy roads um two-lane roads you know to to get through the country part of the area so um they do call school in advance a lot of times of snow but we don't really get that much snow so have we had snow days called for school when there's no snow yeah um but you know it's it's not as it's not that frequent so and they do two-hour delays and stuff like that so but it's not, it's not that common. It's really not that common anymore. I don't know what's happening, but yeah, we used to get a lot more snow than we do now. Yeah. Same here. We, and, and now they don't even, they're officially no snow days. That's you just, you go home and do the zoom class, which don't get me on that soapbox. <laughs> I'm going to be making some executive decisions to have a snow day. And guess what? We're not showing up for the zoom meetings because we're going sledding or hopefully, uh, yeah, I don't, that whole thing. 
kind yes. of bugs me a little bit, but yes. um, yeah, watching the ticker, waiting for your school to come up on the TV. I missed it. Now I got to sit here and watch the whole thing for another 30 minutes and wait. Yeah, totally cool. Yeah. So it's, go ahead. It's, it's not really that crazy here for weather. I mean, like I said, the summer's pretty It's hot. more the freezing rain that yeah. delays us or cancels us than the snow. Yeah. Yep. Here too. And then the landscape, similar to here, we kind of have some mountains, but not huge mountains, hiking. Um, you mentioned you like outdoors. What are some of the outdoor stuff you guys like to do and, and maybe name a couple of the places you like to go? Yeah, so we, um, well, we do walk around Quantico a lot. There's a lot of trails on Quantico that you can hike and, um, and run on and, uh, you know, take the dog. That's what we do a lot of times. Prince William Park is a little further north from us. Um, that's a great place. There's lots of trails. Um, it's just a really neat place because there's a stream. So if you have a dog, you can let the dog run in the stream. Um, it's kind of hilly there. So if you want to do some trail running, you can do that there, which we love to do on the weekends. Um, flatter stuff, there's Government Island, which is literally right on the water. It's in Stafford. Um, and it's just a, a smaller area, but it's a nice place to go for like a nature walk, something a little, you know, less um, intense. But a lot of times we'll go out west and we'll head to the Shenandoah because there's some great um, there's some great trails out there as well where you can do mountain biking, true hiking and bouldering. Um, you can do rock climbing out there. So um, there's some great trails out uh, out west as well. And then because of where we are, we also have a lot of like battlegrounds. So if you like that sort of thing and you want to go on a more of a historical walk or hike, you can certainly do that, too. And then in October, which is coming up, there's um, a ghost tour, which is always a lot of fun in downtown Fredericksburg, in the old part of Fredericksburg, um, where there's also a college, Mary Washington College. So um, there's a lot of different things that you can do. And then we're right by the water. So um, you can take kayaks out, you know, rent a, a jet ski or, um, a, you know, a, a boat and go water skiing. And there's, what is the um, body of water or bodies of water? What are they? Bays, rivers, lakes? Well, so we, we actually like to go, there's Lake Anna, which is about 45 minutes south from here. And then there's the Rappahannock River, which is right through Fredericksburg. And that's a great place to go tubing. So a lot of times you can do the kayaks um, and canoes you can rent there and then go tubing down the, the Rappahannock River, which is a lot of fun too. And then, you know, you've got the Potomac. You can go out on the Potomac as well if you wanted to take a boat out. And a lot of our, um, some of our communities actually have marinas because, you know, they're right on the water, which is pretty cool too. So we have friends with those boats. We have the, we're down in, in um, on the lake, but we have friends with the boats on the open water. And it's fun because you can take the boat up to DC from where we are, or you can go to some of the, um, there's a lot of, uh, not a lot, but there's a couple of bar and restaurants that are on the water that you can take by car or by boat. Ooh. And it's a lot of fun because then you can pull up and dock and, go have something to eat, maybe a beer or two, and and then take your boat back home, which is fun. Yeah, so that's super of, fun. That's unique. Yeah. That's something we don't have here. At, we may, we, there's one place on the river that you might be able to pull up to, but it, it's not really made for it. It just happens to be kind of on the river and you could pull up to it if you really wanted to and get out. But so that's super cool. So anybody that likes boating or is it like pontoon boats also? Is it that kind of situation where it could be any kind of boat? It could be. Yeah, it could be any yeah, kind of yeah. boat. And on Lake Anna, there's um, there's actually two hot, there's a hot side and a cool side. So 
we're on the hot side where you can actually be in the water even now. It's still warm there, which is kind of cool. So, and you can rent, um, they have ski boats. You can rent ski boats or pontoon boats. You can have either, which is kind of fun. So yeah, super yeah. cool. And you mentioned the Shenandoah, how far to there? How, how far would the drive be? We're about an hour and 15 minutes from where we are right now. Um, maybe an hour and a half given, you know, the traffic and stuff like that time of day. Cause there are back roads. So, you know, there's farm equipment and people on motorcycles and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it depends on who you get behind that day, but it's about, I'd say about an hour and 15 hour and a half somewhere in there. Yeah. Which is per, I drive 45 minutes to get to outdoor spots all the time. And the Shenandoah, actually, I'm going to maybe next Saturday, either the Saturday before the Sarasota or after Sarasota, I told you I don't look at calendars, but I'm planning because I, whenever the leaves change, I like to come, but I like to come yeah. before they fall, like right before they fall. Yeah. So I got to come down there. Um, but for those of you that don't know that place, I mean, that's serious outdoor. You could go on outdoor week long excursions yeah. from trails there. Um, bears. I always see bears in Virginia, never see a bear here, but there every single time I see a bear. They've toppled over my garbage a couple of times. So I, I live on a couple of acres of land. Um, and yeah, we, we caught them and the neighbors have caught them with the cameras, you know, all the cameras where everyone has on the outside of their house, um, a couple of cubs and a mama bear. And then the garbage goes, you know, all over the place. So yeah, we do have bears here. Um, and if you go out to the Shenandoah, you, you definitely have to kind of be prepared for that. So, um, you know, they're, they're definitely out there, but you know, when you're out there, you could, you could rent a cabin, you can go tents, you know, take a tent. I had a client that used to do the tent on the top of their car and go and do that and stay on the top of their car tent kind of thing. But there's apple picking out there. There's just a lot of fun stuff to do. So it's not necessarily just a day trip. I mean, you could be out there for a whole week and have a great time. So there's all kinds of fun stuff to do. Yeah. And then or you could just drive through the, the highway itself is a, a tourist attraction, a, a skyline drive or something. Yep. It's beautiful. Yeah. If you haven't been, it's one of those places that you should definitely go. And if you can ever catch it at sunrise or sunset, it's outstanding. It's just stunning. So, um, that's something that you should put on a buck list for sure. Yeah. And, there's and been fog rolls through there and sits sometimes. And yeah, I've been, you can tell I've been there a few times. There's a, they have a campground too. It's state. It's a, there's a state park in the campground. I mean, it's super cheap. It was like 15 bucks or something for a campsite. Yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. And there's so awesome. much to do here. There's so much to do. So, yeah. That's sweet. So what, uh, we know there's military and government, obviously. You got an island called Government Island, which maybe you could explain <laughs> more about why it's called that. Uh, but uh, so government, military, is there anything else or is that most of the business and employment there? So in, uh, in the Fredericksburg area, we actually have Geico, the insurance company. So that's got a big footprint in, um, in the Fredericksburg area. And then in Northern Virginia, we have Amazon. Amazon came to uh, the Northern Virginia area and there are kind of uh, satellite pockets all over uh, the Northern Virginia area. Um, March of Dimes, there's a lot of big businesses actually and tech companies that have come to the Northern Virginia area which is really unique for us because it offered um, a lot of opportunity to buy homes in different areas. So, you know, we not just have Quantico, which I'm sitting pretty much outside of where if you think, if you hear something go boom or this rattles, they're blowing stuff up, which is what they do sometimes. Um, I hope it happens so we can witness it. It's actually pretty cool. 
Um, but there's not only the, the Marines there, but there's also the DEA is there and FBI is there as well. So um, we have government in the Stafford Quantico area. And then going north, obviously, we have a lot of people that will commute from Fredericksburg all the way up to the Pentagon. So um, we do have a lot of a lot of military, a lot of government, but big businesses, I would say, you know, we have a lot of tech. Like I said, Amazon is is creating a bigger footprint in our area, as well as then Geico in the Fredericksburg area. Yeah. And the government and the military, all that stuff tends to bring a lot of the other businesses there to then service yeah. that and the contracts and all the other stuff that comes along with that. And we have yeah. a lot of that here, too. We've got the state government. We've got a federal courthouse. We've got lots of military and and colleges, which isn't government or military, but a lot of things that kind of stay steady all the time. Um, so tell us a little bit about maybe, you know, here. I tell people one of the cons in my pros and cons video is you're not going to buy something here and make $500,000 over an upswing at six months or something like in Florida or some of these crazy markets. It's going to be pretty steady, but you're not going to lose your butt either, probably. Um, so what's it like there? Kind of kind of the same? So I would say, you know, because we do have with military, a lot of times that they'll buy a home and then they'll turn around and rent it out because they're usually in the area for about three years, um, more or less. So, you know, we do have a pretty steady market. We have a great resale market as well as a rental market here. Um, the average sales price in the Stafford area is about 450. And um, I would say that we've seen an increase. I mean, year over year, we're seeing the increase outside of just what, <clears throat> excuse me, what's happened with the COVID chaos, which we've hit about a 17% increase in Stafford, um, the Stafford Fredericksburg area. But I would say usually it's it's usually single digits. It's probably anywhere from four to six percent that we see of an increase every year. So we have had people, though. I mean, I've actually had clients that have purchased a house and turned around and not made five hundred thousand dollars on it. But I had someone actually make almost one hundred thousand dollars on a house because of you know what they what they put into it and then the increase in value over the eighteen months that they owned it. So is that typical? No. Um, but you know, are we seeing an increase in values? We do. We, we definitely do. And then if you go a little further north, because we do cover all of Northern Virginia, if you go a little bit for, further north into um, like Fairfax County, which is closer to the DC area, um, average sales price there is much higher and the increase in value is greater. The percentage is greater in that market. So um, I think it has a lot to do with, you know, the businesses that are coming in because we do have a lot of, you know, like Amazon is a big deal. They've brought a lot of people and they're going to continue to. And when Amazon comes, other businesses follow. So that's been an interesting thing to see, you know, even where the, the trickle down of where people are buying homes, even though they're going to be commuting that hour, maybe a little more depending on traffic. Um, you know, how far south they're, they're actually buying, which is kind of a unique thing, too. So I think that's helped all of the values overall from like Fredericksburg North. I mean, that's pretty good. Even the typical. So you, you mentioned 17 percent where we've seen that like 15, 17, maybe even pockets of like a 20. So there yeah. have been. The, and I just sold a 750 house. Uh, I didn't settle yet, so I can't say what it actually sold for. But uh they owned it for two years and they made like 150 on it maybe or something. So it's, I mean, it does happen, but typically, but even that four to 6%, you said that's pretty good. That's better than here. I think we're usually at a, like a two or, you know, we're kind of with CPI. I don't know what current CPI is 
consumer price index for those that don't know uh, is. But yeah, that four to six isn't bad. And then it makes sense that the closer you get to DC, the more expensive it gets um, and the more appreciation. And we even get those people down in like Gettysburg and Littlestown in Southern Pennsylvania. And then even up Southern Central Pennsylvania, Dillsburg, we get some DC people that will drive hours because you'll get a palace with 20 acres and yeah, almost zero taxes compared to there, I guess. And yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's what so, we're seeing. People will come South because they want, they want more for their money. Yeah. And now that they can do it remotely, although all that remote stuff is going to start, you're not going to make the same money. So at the, at, at the beginning you could just move, do your remote and you were still going to get the same money from the company, but now they're starting to equalize it. Well, we're not going to give you the Silicon Valley, <laughs> or the LA salary if you're going to live in Idaho or where right. central PA or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what about traffic and all that kind of stuff? Us central PAs pretty much hate traffic. A lot of, I know I have friends that have lived in Philly or New York that have moved back solely because of traffic and dealing with that crap. Um, how is it there? So I have to be honest, it's not good. Um, 95 is the main corridor going north and south from DC to Richmond. Um, and it is, it, it can be challenging. It does depend on when you go. So we do have this thing, the hot lane, which is the high occupancy traveling lane. It's kind of like an HOV lane, but it's one direction. So in the mornings, it'll go north. In the afternoons, it'll go south to help accommodate people that are commuting to DC. Um, we have Route 66, which also goes like east and west, basically. Um, I will just say that we've been noted to have uh, some of the worst traffic in America. And I think we were compared to L.A. at one point. So um, we do have a lot of new construction. We have a lot of people that are moving here, which is great. But the infrastructure of the roads is, is catching up. And the hot lane is still going further south, so it will help. Um, but it doesn't quite hit truly Fredericksburg, like the Route 3 corridor, which is where it's just south of the Rappahannock, which is kind of the natural divide. So um, commuting is definitely, it can be challenging, um, but that's the interesting thing because with the government, they actually can do work in shifts. So some people might start their day at 4 a.m., right? And so they're, they're leaving at 4 a.m., but they're coming back much earlier. So when they do that, it helps alleviate some of the um, the congestion on the, you know, on the, on the highway. Um, but there's different things that we have. We have the VRE. So we do have the train. So if you're close to a train, you can take the train, which is nice. Um, we do have slug lots, which I talk about in a, in a YouTube video that I'm actually dropping soon, which is, it's like a carpooling kind of version. So there's a lot of carpooling lots. Um, and then if you take the three or more people in that hot lane, you can travel for free. You don't pay. Otherwise you're, you're getting charged to use that lane if you're a solo person. So, um, easy pass. Yeah. Yep. We use the easy pass. Kansas um, city. Have, they don't have toll. They don't have, she didn't even know what easy pass was. No way. Anita. Yeah. That's what I said. What? I thought every state had easy pass. Well, we have a cool easy pass. Wait to hear this one. It actually has a switch on it. So if you go into HOV mode, that means you have three or more people in your car and you don't get charged. Now it only works here. Cause I, <laughs> I was like, well, I am from Jersey and I drive up to, you know, Jersey and New York and all that stuff. I'm like, I wonder if I leave it in HOV mode, if I'll get charged, but you do. Um, no, but so it's, it's for here. And if you have three or more people, you actually drive for free. So you don't get charged, but you still have that transponder, you know, the, so it's a, it's an easy pass 
flex. So it's kind of a unique thing for our area. I don't know anyone else that has that. Yeah, I've never heard of it. And I've never heard of a hot lane either. It sounds interesting. And I guess to save space and you don't have to build two lanes or, but that's, yeah, I've never, I kind of want to go there. Is there, it's impossible to go the wrong way and mess up on this thing? They're, they're usually pretty good. There's a lot of different like things that come down and there's uh, cars that travel up it to make sure like sweep the road to make sure no one's on it, that kind of thing. Um, I can't say that some crazy nutball won't try because um, there's going to be always that one person. But, no, there's a lot of barriers that come down so that you can't, It's you know, it, and there's warnings. They tell you, you know, it's going to shut down in 10 minutes or, you know, everyone's going to be exiting. or So they, they time it and then there's a period of time that no one's on it so that they can make sure that no one's on it um, anywhere. And someone, they literally drive the length of it to make sure that it's completely clear before they switch it around. I know it sounds a little scary <laughs> when you think about it, but, um, no, but it seems to work. I mean, in the, it's been here for a good number of years and it definitely has helped alleviate some of the traffic. But again, we have a lot of people moving here too. So that's more cars on the road. Yeah. And it's kind of similar to here again, where well, all on the East, everything's kind of old because we're just older part of the country and everything's falling apart and it's i liken it to new york city where there's always scaffolding something's being fixed all perpetually in yep. in here at least in central pennsylvania the roads the always something is going to be fixed or there's an old road in the country or a bridge a lot of bridges are now being shut down to be fixed and a lot of detours and things so probably similar in that respect so how long do you think if somebody, let's talk about Fredericksburg in particular, if somebody lived like in a suburb outside and worked in the town, what would that commute be like? Oh, well, for someone like living in Fredericksburg, so Fredericksburg is kind of big. So there's the, the old town, downtown area, um, where there's all the, like you can walk to the coffee shops and the restaurants and the bars and that sort of thing. Um, and there's a college there, Mary Washington College, and, and actually Mary Washington Hospital, it's all right there. But Fredericksburg is actually kind of big. So depending on where you're working, um, I mean, it could take 20 minutes, but it does depend on where you live and where you work. To get from Fredericksburg to D.C., that's another story. It could take you an hour. It could take you two hours. It really does depend on the time of day and how you're traveling. But within the Fredericksburg area, I mean, there are a lot of people there and there's some big shopping, like there's a big Wegmans. Uh, there's, you know a mall that's there. So it does kind of depend on where you are in the Fredericksburg area in relation to where you're actually going. But it's, it's usually pretty manageable in that bubble right there. Yeah, sounds pretty, again, pretty similar. You can you can have that suburban life if you wanted that, but still be yeah. 20 minutes ish from most of all the, the metro area and the downtowns yeah. and the do you have a well, we're not to that part. Now we're to that part. What is there <laughs> to do? Uh, let's start with Food and culture. So tell us about like the food scene and that kind of thing. So downtown Fredericksburg is probably the most fun to go out for food um, because there's all different types of restaurants. So if you want, you know, Mexican food, Indian food, Thai food, you know, a burger, you want Italian food. There's all different types of restaurants with all different types of vibes. Um, and it's just kind of that laid back, cool town where there's some still cobblestone that you can see. Uh, it's just it's just a really neat place. And there is a, a VRE stop there as well. So you can you can travel there as a destination if you wanted to. So I would say that, you know, if you if there's a type of food that you're interested in, you can probably find it in that old town part of Fredericksburg. Um, 
there's uh, now in the more commercial spot, there's like your big box restaurants and things like that, your chain sort of stuff. But then there's also the mom and pop restaurants that are here and there as well. So, you know, we, and we also have, which is kind of cool. And I don't know if it's like this in your area, but we have food trucks. Food trucks are kind of a cool thing here. Um, and they actually have a spot on Route 3, down Route 3 uh, in Fredericksburg. They have a spot where they kind of sit. But a lot of them, they'll go out to like the, the breweries. So on the weekends, it's a lot of fun because you can find like your favorite taco truck. I have a favorite taco truck that I love. Um, and when she goes to shout them out, let's give somebody yep. something to look for when they go. So it's Tuesday taco and Myra's the owner and she is amazing, amazing. And my favorite thing from her is the shrimp tacos. So if you ever are in the area and you see the Tuesday uh, taco Tuesday truck, you have to try the shrimp taco. Um, and they'll go to places like adventure brewery, which is one of the breweries that we have here. Um, we have, let me think, we have six bears and a goat, which is another one that they have like live music, which is kind of fun. And they have uh, frisbee golf, which I never have played, but that is a thing here. Frisbee golf. Um, and it's you, been yeah. kind of like pickleball. It's exploding right now, but so, yeah. so wait, they have one at the brewery. Is that where you they said have, it was? Yeah. Because of the, they're on a bit of land and then they've got a stage for a band and they do like the Oktoberfest, um, that kind of vibe. Um, and they, they actually have a restaurant there, which is kind of cool. Um, then there's Barley Naked and Barley Naked is in North Stafford and they do, um, they bring the taco trucks in too and they have music like, you know, on the weekends as well. Um, they'll put tents up and stuff like that. So there's a lot of really cool, like if you like beers and you like craft beers, there's a lot of cool places that you can go and you can even do a, a beer tour, which I actually did a YouTube video. We, we did <laughs> We didn't drink at every one because we would have been liquor snickers by the end. We tasted them, but um, we did do a beer tour, which I have on our YouTube, YouTube channel of like Stafford and Fredericksburg, just some of the, the local breweries, which is uh, really cool. And we have a bunch of them here. So a lot of the taco, a lot of the food trucks will go to the, the breweries, um, which is kind of a neat thing. And they rotate. So um, you can get any kind of food and a great beer. And it doesn't cost a lot and a good atmosphere in the Stafford and Fredericksburg area, which is something we do like to do on the weekend, which we might do tonight because who knows? It's Friday. <laughs> it is the Friday. It is the Friday. It is Friday. Friday. Yeah, it sounds great. And everywhere has been exploding with the breweries and there's probably a couple of distilleries around too. Those are starting to be more. There is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And there's, then um, uh, what about like festivals and first Fridays and Thursdays and arts fests and like fireworks on 4th of July and that kind of stuff? Yeah, you can find a lot of that in downtown Fredericksburg, um, in the old town part of Fredericksburg, which is really cool. They, they'll do like festivals for there's there is always an art festival, like where they do artwork on the on the streets. Um, there's a St. Patrick's Day parade because there is uh, there's Irish pubs down in downtown Fredericksburg also. Um, there's this, there, it's called SantaCon where you can get on, um, it's like a, a trolley and you can go bar hopping. I mean, there's, if there's something to celebrate, we probably have Santa something Con. to do that with. <laughs> so, um, there is fireworks on 4th of July. There is fireworks for, um, New Year's Eve. Uh, they do put on a really nice show. I mean, COVID kind of changed a little bit, some of those things, but, um, but there's still a lot of different festivals and events. And then. We have the Marine Corps, uh, the race. We have the half marathon and the marathon oh, yeah. um, in Fredericksburg, which is a lot of fun. I haven't run the full marathon, but I've run the half. 
Um, and it's really a very special thing in this in this area because um, you know they That's bring like the, the DC one. They do well. They do the they do a marathon in DC, but the Marine Corps marathon um, is well one of them. Yeah, one of them is in DC, and then there's one in Fredericksburg. Um, I've been to and, the DC one. Yeah, my then, ex-wife ran it, and I followed. <laughs> oh, I well, so I've not I've not run the full. Um, but the half marathon is actually in front. I didn't run it. Let me be more specific. Oh. I followed on a bike. <laughs> she oh. ran it. <laughs> no, no thank um, you. yes, no, no, no. Yeah. And that one they'll, they'll, um, they do up in DC. Yes, you're right. And they do it in, I believe Arlington and Alexandria. They hit that part. Did they go through, um, Arlington cemetery? Did it go by that? I feel like we did. Yeah. And yep. maybe over the river and back yep. cut yep. time or two. And yep. yeah. Yep. And then for the half, it's down in, um, it's down in Fredericksburg and you run through like the old town part of Fredericksburg, you run like, and it's kind of hilly. So, um, but it's a, it's a really, that's a really nice race. And a lot of the Marines will come down. Um, and then they line the streets with, you know, in remembrance of certain, you know, of people that have been lost that year. And then they have the, you know, the flag that you run under, under. So for this area, just being such a big military community, it's a really special event, which is, you know, it's amazing. I've only run it once. I'd like to do it again, though. Good for you. I don't, I dislike it and my knees, like I was telling you, can't take it. So good for you. Do it while you can. Um, so what about two more things on the, what is there to do before we move on? Um, airport, if you were going to need to fly to vacation somewhere, what airport are you going to and how far is it? So there is a small airport in Stafford. It's the regional airport. So you're really not probably using that one. That's usually more for like the, the FBI to use for the helicopters and that sort of stuff. Um, but we have, you can either go south to Richmond, which is going to take you probably about an hour and a half, or you go north. We typically go north to, um, we have two airports in DC. So we have Dulles and then we have Reagan. So it depends on where you're going. But those are the two options. And then sometimes you might go to BWI up to uh, Baltimore, which is going to take you probably about an hour and a half to two hours to get to that airport. For From Fredericksburg to um, Reagan or, um, you know, Dulles, it's probably about, depending on traffic, anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half. It really does depend on when you go. So those would be, those would be kind of the bubble of where we would fly in and out of. But most likely you'd go north to D.C., yeah, similar here too. We do have HIA one right here, which is actually pretty good. Um, you can get most places, but Baltimore we go, and then DC, and I guess New York. You got you could hit up New York too if you really had to to get somewhere if it was only going from there, I guess, or something. Um, so then my next question is kind of along that vacationing lines. If you didn't want to fly somewhere and you're driving to the beach, where are you going? We go to the Jersey Shore for the most part, maybe sometimes Virginia Beach or something, but Jersey Shore is probably the beach of choice around here. Where are you guys going? We'd probably go to Virginia Beach or we would go down to like uh, the Outer Banks. So you know, Virginia Beach is probably the that's the fastest and most convenient one. As far as time, it would probably take you about an hour, hour and a half to get there. Um, again, depending on beach traffic. But, um, you know, I would say the Outer Banks is probably where if you want to get away, get away from the Virginia uh, hustle and bustle. I'd probably say Outer Banks is where we would go. And that's going to take you, I want to say like three and a half to four hours, depending. But it doesn't really have to take you that long. The reason why I say that is because remember 95 is the main way of going from Maine to Florida. 
So during the beach time, like Fridays and Saturdays or Fridays and Sundays, you know, it gets a little congested with traffic. So it really depends on when we would go, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's pretty good, though, because I think from here, if somebody asked me how far it was to the Outer Banks, I'd say six to eight hours would be yeah. my ballpark guess off the top of my head. So three to four ish. That doesn't sound too bad. All three hours is like nothing to me. So to get to the Outer Banks that quick, pretty good. Yeah. Now let's talk about food culture. What else? Any fun trivia or any of that? So the last thing we're going to talk about is what people can get for the money there uh, if they're moving there. But before that, I want to talk about a little bit of any any fun trivia, any isms, any um, any sayings, any um, I don't know. Like here, we're we're the snack capital of the world. We got Hershey Foods. We have Uts potato chips and all kinds of other snack manufacturers. Uh, Lebanon Bologna is here. That seems to be a big thing. Pens anything Pennsylvania Dutch. Um, trying to think of some other isms. I posted in a group the other day, and I was like, "Wow, there's a lot of them. I should do a whole video of just <laughs> isms." Is but uh, I, you know, I can't really think of anything like that. I would say that I, I guess the area that we're, you know, where we're known for is really going to be the, the Marine Corps base. You know, everyone comes to visit the, the statue that's there at the main gate. Um, but there's not really any like isms that I can think Here's of. Here's one, a question for you. In central PA, we gauge distances in time. So if you ask me how far is it from here to there, I have no idea how many miles or uh, no idea. It's 10 minutes, it's 20 minutes, it's something like that. And I've heard from other people that that's not how they do it by miles or whatever. So uh, what do you, what would you say if you said here to there, how far? Time. It wouldn't be miles because uh, it's not far from, you know, where I'm sitting to DC in mileage. It's time because it's traffic. So, um, you know, yeah, it would definitely be based on time. It wouldn't be based on mileage because if it was based on mileage, you'd be there in like a hot minute. But um, traffic, yeah, that's that's it's time. It's definitely all about time. There you go. Yeah, which we've, what it should be because I could care less how many miles. That means absolutely nothing to me because if you're in L.A., it could be a mile and be two hours. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I yeah. mean, and, and 95 and the time of day, that's really the key is like, you know, it could take me and, and I will say that I am that person that if I have to get somewhere and the hot lane is going in, in the right direction, I will pay to play to go on the hot lane because it could take me two hours. And, you know, if I have to be somewhere, I need I need the time back in my world. So, um, yeah, so it's definitely time. It's not distance for sure. Yeah, agreed. So one last one I just thought of before we end where we got six minutes before we got to shut off. But one more thing about things to do. Uh, any big stadiums, if somebody wants to see somebody big in concert, we've got something within like 20, 30 minutes to see Justin Bieber or Jim Gaffigan or any of these stadium packing people. Do you have any? Where would people go to see something like that? So we we actually just got a I don't even know if they're minor league, uh, a minor, minor league baseball team here, the Fredericksburg Nationals. So I know that they've had concerts there. We've had concerts there, which is right here. And that is a fun place to go on the weekends and go watch a game. They're, it's, it's so much fun to watch them. Um, and you're kind of more involved with the game as opposed to some of the bigger stadiums where you're, you know, like the nosebleed seats really are. The nose, there are no nosebleed seats in the stadium. So I would say some concerts would be there. But for us, we would probably be going up to, you know, uh, the Washington team's 
Stadium up in D.C. So that would be where we would most likely go to concerts. Or then we also have Great Wolf. Well, not Great Wolf. Why do I always I say Great Wolf all the time? Great Wolf Lodge is, is down by Virginia Beach, and it's a place to go. It's, oh, my gosh, it's not Great Wolf. Now I got Great Wolf in my head. <laughs> you can think about it. <laughs> There's another place in Northern Virginia that puts on a lot of concerts. And as soon as we stop this, I'm going to remember it, and I'm going to put it in the chat because I'm <laughs> – There you go. Put it in the Mom. comments. So before we run out of time, and I always real, I don't think you have a ticker. So we've got like four and a half minutes. So let's spend at least two or three minutes and I'll cut you off if we need to. Uh, and I'll stop talking. What do people get for the money? Uh, average price here. Let's say somebody's selling their $300,000 house here, which is kind of average. I heard you say 450 is an average. So um, what are they? Let's just start. Let's just do that. What are they getting for that 450? Is that a single family home on a quarter acre? So for 450 in the Stafford area, Fredericksburg area, you're getting a four bedroom, two and a half minimum bathhouse with a basement. We do have basements here, walk up or walk out, probably on about a quarter acre lot in a community. Um, if you're looking for a townhouse um, and it's a resale, you're probably looking at about 375 to 425 for a townhouse. New construction, you could be all the way up into the 500s. If you're looking for land, which we do have uh, three acre minimum lots in some cases, you're probably looking more in the 700s. And that's probably a over 5,000 square foot home, three levels uh, with a couple of acres, uh, you know, in a community or not in a community with sidewalks or without sidewalks. So that's kind of the, the nuts and bolts. How did I do? Nice. Did I do Pretty good. That was very <laughs> concise. I love it. Uh, one follow-up question, HOAs. So I talked to uh, Michelle and Boca Raton and places like that where the HOAs are like everywhere. Here, not so common unless it's a townhouse community um, or maybe it's like a, a minimal one for a monument sign or something like that to take care of that. So HOAs there in a suburban single family neighborhood. Do you got an HOA there, gated, anything like that? We do. We have a couple. We have one gated community that's on the water. Um, the entry for that community just to enter the community is twenty five hundred dollars. So there is a capital, you know, uh, contribution. But most of them in this area are usually anywhere from about thirty five to maybe seventy five dollars a month because it'll include trash and things like that. Um, but yeah, most of the communities, the uh, established communities, do have some level of an HOA. Some are really relaxed. Some are a little bit more stringent where you need to, you know, get the color of your shutters and your front door approved. So it really depends. Um, but we have we do have a lot of HOAs in the area. But with the acreage, we have a lot of um, ones without HOAs as well. Yeah, it just depends what you like. And, and if you're in a neighborhood, HOAs can be good because it keeps your neighbor yeah. from putting some painting their house rainbow Perfect. colors or something. Yeah. So here we're going to do the very last question super quick, just because I want to know what your answer is. And I'll give you 10 seconds to answer this before we close it out. If you could do any other profession, what would it be? I'd be a mom. That would be it. I would be a mom. I'd be a mom, a mom, a mom, a mom, a mom all day long. I love being a mom. That is my second profession. And if I couldn't do this, that's what I'd be doing. Either that or a wine taster. <laughs> there you go. Those are both good. And you could do yes. both with your daughter soon. Maybe not too soon. You could do the yeah. wine part very soon. And the other part, hopefully 10 years or so, maybe, or whatever her plan is, I guess. Um, exactly. All right, cool. Let's, uh, it's clock ticking down on me. I'm going to say your number aloud for anybody uh, 
listening later on audio format. So you can reach Ginger at 703-825-0332. And you can email her at ginger at givebackteam.com and at givebackteam.com. If you want to find her on the internet end, all her information will be in the description and her Facebooks and YouTubes and all the stuff will be in the description and links for everybody to reach out to you. Uh, if you need to buy or sell a home, please reach out to me. You can call me, text me, email me, throw a rock through my window, send a carrier pigeon, whatever you need to do. We still need inventory. Um, and if you need to move to Fredericksburg or anywhere around there, obviously reach out to me. We'll sell you a house here for top dollar and then hook you up with Ginger to help you move there. Thanks everybody for watching and listening. Uh, and we have 30 seconds to say goodbye. So say goodbye, Ginger. Woo! Thanks everyone. Much appreciated. Thanks, Derek. I appreciate you.